Can we just take take a second before we begin singing tonight? And if you would, those of you, if, if you're comfortable doing so, can you just raise your hands with me? Say, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Have your way among us. Let the name of Jesus be glorified. God, I ask that you would help us to set aside the activities and the pressures of the day. To clear away the, the stuff that clutters our mind and the noise that rattles around distracts us and Lord help us to focus our hearts and our minds toward you God we recognize from the very outset of this evening that what we need most is you So God, we've come here tonight to worship, to honor you. We've come here tonight to be in your presence together, to remember what you have done for us, to recount the blessing of the Lord, to be reminded that you are greater than anything that we face, that you are more than enough for us. We've come tonight to declare that you alone are worth everything. Have your way here. Have your way here. Speak to us tonight. nothing worth more that will ever come close no thing can compare you're our living hope your presence I've tasted and seen the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are welcome here come flood place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for, to be overcome by your presence, Lord. 
there's nothing worth more that will ever come close. Nothing can compare. You're our living hope. You're our treasure, Jesus. Your presence. I've tasted and seen the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone. Your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your goodness let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your That's our prayer.
found in your hands fullness of joy every fear suddenly wiped away here in your presence all of my gains now fade away every crown no longer on display here in your presence heaven is trembling in all of your wonders kings and their kingdoms are standing
Lord Jesus, we bow before you. You are wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way, wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in Lord, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. God, we're so glad that you've given us the privilege of knowing you now, worshiping you now, experiencing the joy of your presence now. We are here tonight in the beauty of your holiness. <laughs> Wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way. Wonderful, beautiful, glorious. Matchless in every way. Sing it to him. Lord, you're beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way. Wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way. in every 
He's glorious. Let's give him praise tonight. We worship you, Jesus. You are worthy of all praise. You are wonderful, beautiful, glorious, matchless in every way.
give you my life I give you my trust Jesus you are my God you are enough Jesus Jesus 
yours. Take it all, take it all. My life in your hands. My heart is yours. My heart is yours. Take it all, take it all. My life in your hands. I lay down my I take up my cross, Jesus, you are my God, whatever the cost, Jesus, oh, Jesus. See how my heart Kim Massengale, I'm Pastor Mel's wife, and I just, um, as we started singing this song, 
I just felt the Spirit say that the song is really hard for some of you to sing. Um, I feel like you're worshiping with part of your heart, but I, and I don't normally do this, but I just feel like some of you can't sing it fully because there's unconfessed sin in your life. You have so much shame wrapped around something in your life that you haven't confessed. And I don't mean, if you have a Catholic background, I don't mean going to a priest to confess it. We believe that you have access to Jesus Christ today and that you can confess your sin to him and he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and not only forgive you of your sin, but free you from your sin. And when he frees you from your sin, he then replaces it with something so much more fulfilling and better. And I'm living testimony of that. And I just feel like some of you tonight are, are holding on to something in your life, whether it's sexual addiction, alcoholism, drugs, anger, bitterness. Those are all equal. You know, God doesn't categorize anything but I feel like some of you have unconfessed sin in your heart. God already knows, but he needs to hear you say, God, I'm laying this down. I'm, I just see some of you on this, I just have this picture in my mind of you on this train and you're going around this mountain and you go around once and you're like, okay, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit doing that. And then you quit for a few days or a week and. Then you hop back on the train and you go around again and you lay it down and you get back on the train and you go around again and you start getting really frustrated because you don't understand why you can't stop what you're doing and it's because you haven't laid it down at the right feet. You haven't laid it down at Jesus' feet and he wants to set you free tonight. I have seen people instantly set free. I have seen for some of it be a process, but I'm just saying that if you really want to sing this song with your whole heart, if you really want to get off the train and live the life that God's called you to live, because it's way more of an amazing life than you can possibly imagine. It's way better than any party because I've partied, so I know. It's way better than anything this world can offer you because I've lived there and I know. And I know other people in this room can tell you it's way better. And today's the day. I think that God has given you some of, some of you a line and he's drawing the line and he's saying, tonight is your night to cross that line once and for all. And he's serious. He's not angry, but he just wants so much more for you. And so right now, I just, I want everyone to bow their heads. And this isn't about confessing to me or anyone else, but this is right now between you and God. And I just, Todd, I want you to sing um, that through just one more time. And while he's singing, I just want you to ask God, God, are there any areas of my heart 
that are unconfessed? Any sin? Is there any sin? Because any of us can have unconfessed sin in our hearts. Is there any sin in my life that, is, that I haven't given over to you? And so while he sings that song, I want you to think and I want you to pray and I want you to ask God. And then we're going to pray together. Lay it down right now. I lay down my life. I take up my cross. Jesus, you are my God. Whatever. In our uh, women's Bible study that we're doing, she talks about how, like when Adam and Eve were in the garden and they were told not to eat of the tree of knowledge, God already gave them the ability to say no. He instilled that within their hearts and their lives, the ability to say no. And he's given you that exact same ability to say no to anger, to say no to that addiction, to say no to that person that, that may be um, just taking you down the wrong path. He's given you that ability. You don't have to do it in your own strength. And tonight, I just, it's time to lay it down. And you know who you are because your heart is beating out of your chest right now and you're really uncomfortable. <laughs> We all have our stuff. I mean, I confess stuff to him daily. I want you to bow your heads and we're gonna pray. God, you're such a good God. And you love us more than we can possibly comprehend. God, you sent your very own son to die for our sins, God, and not not just to die for our sins, but to die for our freedom, God, that so we could live a life of freedom and, and not of guilt and not of shame. God, you, 
you sent your son to die so that we could get off the train and live the life that you destined us to live. God, you gave us the ability to come to your throne and confess our sins and leave them there and not pick them back up again. And God, I, I proclaim tonight freedom in every heart. I proclaim deliverance for those who need deliverance. And God, we ask, we all ask corporately for your forgiveness for any area of our lives that's not pleasing to you, God, because we want more. We want you. We want you. what you have for us. And if you're in this place tonight and you say, Kim, um, you're speaking to me, there's, there's some things that I need to lay down. I just, I, nobody looking around, I want you to just raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. There's a ton of hands. So I'm not going to point them all out. But now what I'm going to ask you to do is a little intimidating. I feel like I'm going to go ahead and ask the prayer team to, to come forward. And if you, have, if you need prayer for anything tonight, I encourage you to come forward and be prayed for. You don't have to spill all your junk. Don't worry about that. Again, they're not priests. You don't have to come confess all of your sins. Some of you, God may tell you to, because sometimes it's powerful to confess your sin to one another. Some of you, God's asking you to come kneel at this altar. Some of you, he's asking you to cross that line, and it means getting out of your comfort zone and, and coming to stand down here and worship or kneel. And if you really want to be free, you'll do whatever it takes. You'll do whatever it takes tonight. I feel like he's just asking you to step out of your comfort zone if you really want to be free. If you don't really want to, then you can go on and live in shame and guilt. But I feel like some of you are supposed to just break out tonight. And it doesn't matter what your friends think. When I stepped out of my sin, I was so desperate to be freed from the shame I was living in that I did not care what anyone else thought. So as they go back into worship and you feel like you're supposed to pray with somebody or you feel like you're supposed to come to this altar, come. Some of you, he's going to break your addictions immediately tonight, and you will have no desire when you leave here. You understand he can do that? I have, I have family in my life that he's done that for. They broke their addictions immediately to things that can't be broken instantly by any other method. He can do that in your life, but you have to be desperate for it. So, Todd, go ahead and go back into worship and... Um, I encourage you, get free tonight. God, take everything. 
just begin to lay those things down. God, we lay them down. It's too heavy for us to carry anyway. We lay it down. Here I am, down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering Come on, respond to God today. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me near. I'm desperate for you. He's speaking to some of you. You need to respond. I'm desperate for you. I surrender. As mercy and grace unfold, I hunger and thirst, I hunger and thirst. With arms stretched wide, I know you hear my cry, speak to me now, speak to me.
us to lay everything down. God, we are so accustomed to people not accepting us or to at least being afraid that they won't accept us if they know the ugly parts. God, I believe that there are people in this room right now who are gripped by a fear that that says, if they only knew who I really was, they would not love me. God, I pray that they would know right now that for us, God, in spite of who we are, you love us anyway. That they are accepted they are loved just as they are. We are loved. I am loved just as I am. And I can lay everything before you and be assured that not only will I not be turned away, but that you will take all of those broken things and that you will begin to craft something beautiful. You put broken things back together. You heal wounded hearts, fractured minds. The scars that we carry. You say, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Take my burden on you and learn from me for I'm meek and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. what you desire for us is freedom. In fact, the scripture says that it is for freedom that you have set us free. You delight in seeing us free. Just for freedom's sake. You say, I'm just going to set you free just because it makes me happy to see you free. So God, we lay it down. surrender 
my heart and taken me over, taken me
We have tasted and seen the sweetest of loves. For our heart is set free. Our chains are undone. Our shame is washed away. Draw us closer to you, Jesus. Let us know your love. Can you do that? Just, just tell him how much his love means to you. Oh, 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 oh,
treasure of my soul. Oh, oh, how great your love is for me. I know our church, we've got a real diversity of people in our church, and I love it. And um, by the way, my name is Mel, and I'm Kim Massingale's husband. Um, but we've got this diversity in our church. Um, so we've got people who have been in church forever. They were born in church, and they're a 1,000 years old, and they've been in church every day, right? <laughs> we've got people... Uh, who have never been in church in their whole life. Sorry if I, that was offensive if you're a thousand years old. Um, and then we've got people who have been in our church for just a little while, but they've never really been in church before. And we've got everything in between. We've got old and young, um, and everything in between. So I, I wanna be very careful about this, but I want you to understand uh, in relationships of any kind, Many times when there's friction or where there's tension in the relationship, it's because there's, there's a misalignment of vision. Um, and just to make it plain, you've got two people who have different desires for the relationship. They desire different outcomes, if you wanna put it like that. And it's really relationships of any kind. You have struggled with your boss at work, but he wants you to be on time and you wanna get there five minutes late every day, right? There's a misalignment of vision. Um, you, you've got, uh, well, I mean, if I can be honest, people don't leave our church because they love it so much. They, they leave our church at times because they go, I don't want to go where you're going, or I don't want to do what you're doing, or I don't, does that make sense? And so even in relationships, husbands and wives, the, the reason there's conflict is because there's a misalignment of vision. Does that make sense? And it is no different in our relationship with God. So everything my wife was talking about earlier is 100% accurate. It was spot on on the money. So I'm not going to redo what she said. But I want you to know that there's some of you here tonight that you have this vision of what God wants for your life. And you think it's all about what you have to sacrifice. That I've got to stop doing this. I've got to give this up. I've got to give this up. I've got to give this up. But God isn't interested in what he can get from you. He's interested in what he can do for you. Does that make sense? Like, he's not interested in saying, I want to take this and this and this and this. He's interested in saying, I want to give you something, but I can't until there's a space in your life for me to give it to you. 
And so what happens is for us, we have to lay something down to create space in our lives so God can deposit something into it. Does that make sense at all to you tonight? And so tonight, when we talk to you about laying things down, um, it's not just the painful things, it's not just the hard things, sometimes it's some things that you might not think are that bad. Sometimes it can be a good thing, because sometimes we sacrifice the good things for the best things. Sometimes we sacrifice some things and we go, I don't know that this is necessarily bad, but I know what God's got for me is even better. So I'm willing to lay something down so that I can pick something else up. So I want you in this place tonight to know that God's got a vision for your life that you cannot begin to fathom. He's got plans for you that if he revealed them all to you, it would scare you to death. You would leave the church. You would never come back. It would scare you that bad. Those are the kind of plans God's got for you. God has huge plans for you. But God's will for your life is contingent on you. God doesn't make you do things. You have to be willing to do it. And you have to say, God, I want to walk in your plan. I want to be submitted to your will. And then God can go, okay, here it comes. Get ready. Um, I wasn't planning on... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and share this story. I'm going to... I'm going to give you the really brief version, I think. Um, <laughs> you, if you've been around for any amount of time, you know this. I, your pastor is not perfect. I'm sorry to disappoint you. When I left my previous church, I had the blessing of my pastor to leave. But when I left, there was some, there was some relationships that it, it wasn't anything I did. But there were some relationships that... Were broken in the process. I had some people that said some things about me that were absolutely not true, and uh, and I, was, I got thrown under the bus by some people. And, and I would love to tell you that I just set that aside, and as a man of God, I walked, moved forward, and I was good, and was happy, and everything was great. But man, I had some bitterness, and I had some hurt, just like you do when you're betrayed or you feel like you've been thrown under the bus. And man, I had I had some issues. And I would love to say this was years ago. This was about six months ago. I got convicted about one of these relationships. And I, I felt like God was saying to me, you need to apologize. And I, I said, God, I don't have anything to apologize for. I never said anything. I never did anything. And God said, but I know what was in your heart. God, come on. Like, that's in my heart. Nobody knows that. And God goes, I, I do. I know what was in your heart. Oh. So this guy, um, the pastor I served under had left the church and the guy that I felt like had wronged me was now the pastor of this church. And so uh, I had a cell phone number, but being the man of God and trying to follow God's will and perfect plan for my life, I did not call his cell phone. I sent him an email because to be quite honest with you, I didn't want to talk to him. I was too cowardly to talk to him because then I felt like I might say what I actually wanted to say. You know, I might say, uh, would you please forgive me? And then he would have to, you know, we'd have to have that conversation. And I didn't want to have that conversation. So I emailed him and I never heard anything back. And again, your pastor felt all pious and holy. because, Well, I sent him an email and I never heard back from him. So who's the bigger man now, Lord, right? <laughs> like how arrogant am I anyway? Well, a few weeks went by and I talked to one of the staff members at that church and I mentioned, 
I had sent an email and he said, well, if he would have gotten it, you would have you heard back. You need to call him. Like, God, come on. Like, I don't need to call him. I'm good. So I finally got convicted. Okay, I need to call him. So I called him, but I didn't call his cell phone again because I would have to talk to him. So I called the office because I knew I would never talk to him at the office. So I called and left a voicemail. Again, never heard back. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. And then about three weeks ago, <laughs> I got... God just spoke to me one day and said, you didn't do your best to reconcile that relationship. All right, fine. So I got on the phone, I called the cell. He didn't answer, I left a voicemail. In the voicemail I said, now you don't have to call me back if you want to, it's not that big a deal. Kind of hoping he wouldn't, but he did about 20 minutes later. And we were sitting at the house, my wife sees the phone ringing, it has his name on there. She said, you go answer that call. And I'm like, All right. So I went into the other room and I answered the phone and we talked for about half an hour. And I just told him how sorry I was, that I never said anything, that I never trashed him, but I knew it was in my heart. My heart was wicked. My heart didn't want the best for him. My heart wanted him to kind of suffer a little bit. And, and I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. There was no way around it. So I apologized and told him how sorry I was and asked him to forgive me and he apologized back to me. And he said, man, I'm sorry for, for what I did and didn't do. I'm sorry for, for the conversations I overheard and I didn't stand up for you. I'm sorry for some of the things I said. And I'm sorry, you're an honorable man and I didn't treat you honorably. And then he said this, he said, would you be interested in coming back to preach here sometime? We'd love to have you on a Sunday or Wednesday night. Would, would you be interested in that? I said, oh, I might be, I don't know, maybe. I said, but I appreciate it. So he hung up the phone. I thought, man, God, thank you. Like, what a beautiful picture of reconciliation. And then that wasn't the whole story. About a week later, I, I get another phone call from him. I answer the phone. What's going on? And he said, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And he said, we're believing for some big things in our church. We're believing for a harvest. But God told me that if I don't plant a seed, we're not going to see a harvest. So I want to plant a seed in your ministry. Is that okay? And I well, what do you mean? And he said, uh, we would... I know you don't need money. I know your church is healthy. I've seen the year-end video. I see what God's doing, doing amazing things. But we would like to write you a check and send you a check for $10,000. Is that okay? I guess it's all right. <laughs> so I thanked him and I hung up the phone. And I was, I was so humbled because I thought, God, my pride, my arrogance, my my unwillingness to let go of hurt and pain prevented me. Now the $10,000, that's great, but that's not, even, that's not even the best part. The best part is I, I did what God was asking me to do. I laid my, my hurt and my pain and my bitterness down and I was able to pick up something else. And it wasn't a $10,000 check. I was able to pick up joy in my life. I was, I was able to feel whole and restored again. And that's what re that was really all about. That was a $10,000 phone call I made. And God blessed because I was obedient. And so I said that whole story to tell you this tonight. If God is telling you to lay something down, lay it down. Be obedient. It might not be a $10,000 check for you, but it might be something even better. It might be joy. It might be restoration. It might be hope. It might be reconciliation of relationships when you swallow your pride and make a phone call that you've been dreading making for years. God wants to put some things back together if you're willing. So if it's all right, let me just pray over you all right now. And I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands. I'm not gonna ask you to come forward because the truth is every one of us know the Holy Spirit's dealing with us right now. And so I just wanna ask you, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. I'm just gonna pray over you and then we're gonna finish up here in just one second. So let me just pray. God, thank you 
thank you that every time we do what you're asking us to do, you bless us. Every time we're obedient to your spirit, you bless us. Every time we're faithful to what you're asking us to do, you bless us. So God, I pray tonight, as we might be struggling here with, with doing what you're asking us to do, God, I pray that you would help us see that it's not about what we're giving up, it's about what we're picking up. That we're able to pick up your joy and your peace and your hope when we lay some things down. So God, I pray that it wouldn't be about what we are, are laying down, but well, what we get to receive from you tonight. So God, I pray that you'd break off bitterness in this place and unforgiveness in this place. But Lord, break off hurt and pain in this place and let us trade it in for something even better tonight. And God, I pray, Lord, as you are speaking to hearts and lives, as the Holy Spirit is moving in our hearts and lives right now, God, I pray that, Father, we would not delay in doing whatever it is you're asking us to do, whether it's making a phone call or writing a letter or sending an email or having a conversation. Whatever it is, God, let us lay down whatever it is we're carrying with us tonight so that we can pick up your best for our lives. So, Father, have your way with us. I love you so much. And, God, I'm so grateful for the visitation we've had from you. And, God, I thank you that this, this is not just for a season, but God, we get to know you and walk with you every single day of our lives. So Lord, be with us tonight. Have your way with us, God. We love you and we honor you and we thank you for everything you've done. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Uh, now listen, I'm gonna close here in a second. A after I do, you guys care to lead another song or two after I dismiss? Okay, these guys are gonna stick around for a few more minutes, but this is the thing, before we do anything else, um, there is a group right here that I wanna point out. These are, this is our youth ministry, a bunch of kids from our youth ministry. They're normally upstairs on Wednesday nights and they are down here tonight and I love them so much. These guys, these guys are world changers. They're gonna do incredible things for God. Some of them don't even realize it yet, but they are. God's got a call on their lives and they're gonna do incredible things. And I'm so proud of them and I'm so excited that they're with us tonight. Eli Mack is standing over there. You know Eli, he does a great job with our youth ministry. I love these guys, I'm so proud of them. I also wanna point out, I also wanna point out all these people on this platform right here. These guys have done an incredible job this week. All of you have done great, man. They have worked tirelessly trying to put in time and practice and, uh, and I can't begin to tell them how much I appreciate them just ushering us in to the presence of God every night and all this week. And they put in long hours away from family. They have real jobs and they're still here in the evenings. So they've done a great job. Man, I'm so grateful. I appreciate you guys so, so much. So if you see them after service, give them a big hug and tell them how much you love them. Um, if it's not weird, you know, offer to take them to coffee or buy them dinner. And they're all married, okay? So don't get any ideas. But... Um, but man, let's love on them. Make sure we know how they know how much we appreciate them. Oh, except Zach. Zach's like, hey, 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 wait a second, buddy. Uh, but Pastor Todd, thank you, man. Um, thank you so much. Thank you for being led by the Spirit. Thank you for the the work you do with our team and just helping create an atmosphere. So I appreciate you so much. And uh, yeah, somebody clapped so we can give a round of applause for Todd. Thank you, Todd. Love you, man. I've said it before, I'm so glad that I tricked him into moving, to Kansas, moving from Kansas City up here. Uh, I'm grateful for you and your family being here. Um, I know it's a God thing. Now listen, uh, we're gonna be dismissed and uh, that does not mean we're done on the prayer team. We're around. If you wanna pray, if you wanna continue to worship a little longer, go ahead. 
but at this time, consider yourself dismissed. I just want you to know I love you more than you know, and I'm so glad I get to be your pastor. I had to say it fast or I teared up. Uh, would love to see you on Sunday morning. We're continuing our series called The Movement. You don't want to miss it. So get here this weekend. God bless you, and we'll see you this Sunday.
is deep, his love is wide, and it covers us. His love is fierce, his love is strong, and it is glorious. His love is sweet, his love is wild, and it's waking hearts to life. You're waking hearts to life. His love is deep, his love is wide, and it covers us. His love is fierce, his love is strong, and he's furious. His love is sweet, his love is wild, and it's waking hearts to life. You're waking hearts to God bless you. Have a great night.